Hello and welcome to the Equipping Godly Women podcast, where we challenge, encourage, and equip Christian women just like you to be all in in faith and family. My name is Brittany Ann. I am the owner of EquippingGodlyWomen.com and author of the brand new book that is coming out February 1st, 2021, called Fall in Love with God's Word, Practical Strategies for Busy Women. Now, this book is just out this week. It just launched into the world and the reviews already have been phenomenal. We have seen just an incredible response and I am just blown away by how much women are loving this book. So if you already have your copy, first of all, Thank you um, for supporting this ministry in this way. That means the absolute world to me. I would love it if you would take a picture of you with your book, share it on social media and tag me in it so that I can see you with your book and cheer you on and say hello. That would be so much fun for me. But if you do not have your copy of Fall in Love with God's Word yet, you are in luck because today on the podcast, I want to read the first chapter to you. I know so many books come out all of the time and, you know, every time you turn around, some author has a new book and it can be kind of difficult to decide, you know, will this book actually help me? Is this book worth it? Like, why should I read this book? out of all the other books out there. So I'm hoping that if you are somebody, maybe you've seen, okay, I have a new book come out, like great, wonderful. Um, And you're wondering like, is this for me? Will this help me? I'm hoping that today, as I read the first chapter to you, it will help you decide, is this something that could truly help you this year? Are you in a position where you either don't read the Bible as much as you would like to, and you want to read your Bible more? Okay, this book is going to help you with that or you are alternately in a position where you say, okay, I do read my Bible, but it feels very dry or boring or routine. I feel like I'm reading it just to check something off of my to-do list, not because I truly love God's word. So either way, whichever camp you find yourself in today, this book is written for you. And I'm going to read you chapter one of Fall in Love with God's Word so you can see what you think. If you love the book, you want to learn more, the best place to find more information is simply by going to fallinlovewithgodsword.com. It has links to all the retailers where this book is available and several of them have it on sale. Um, So you'll want to check that out. Also, we are doing a Fall in Love with God's Word book club that you can still join this week. So please, if you are even thinking about this book, do not delay and think, oh, you know, I'll get it in a month or so. Go ahead, get it right now. We're doing this book club in February and we would love to have you join us. So it's not just a matter of, okay, I read a book, fantastic. I read books all the time, but you can actually go through it with us and we want to walk right alongside you and help you figure out not just okay, what's some good information, but how does this apply to my life? How can I make this personal to me, to whatever season of life you are in today? So we want to come alongside you in that way. We want to help you out. But first for today, let's dive into chapter one of Fall in Love with God's Word so you can see what you think. Chapter one, this book will change your life. September 20th, 2008 was a day that would change my life forever. Standing in the only bathroom of my boyfriend's tiny studio apartment, I tried to remain calm as the kitchen timer slowly tick, tick, ticked down from three minutes. Torn between wanting the ticks to speed up and wishing they would slow down, I glanced around the bathroom trying to distract myself with anything other than the small white stick patiently waiting on the counter as though it had all the time in the world. Three minutes turned to two, then one. And finally, the moment of truth. 
the moment that would change the course of my entire life forever. Did I dare look? How would I handle the news? I glanced down. Pregnant. The following months were a blur. Faced with the reality of a baby on the way, I quit my job, dropped out of college, and lost touch with old friends. I threw all my time and attention into planning a wedding, moving into a new apartment, choosing a hospital, and getting everything ready for the baby. With the exception of my amazing boyfriend, who married me in a thrown-together shotgun wedding a measly two and a half months later, and who still makes all my dreams come true today, it felt like I had given up everything. In fact, to this day, I still think of my life in two very distinct and separate chunks, before I got pregnant and after. My life changed that quickly and that dramatically. But why am I telling you this? Because I want you to understand that throughout this book, when I talk about real life change, I am not talking about making a few small tweaks here and there so your life can be marginally better for a few days until everything inevitably goes back the way it was. No, when I say real life change, I'm talking about a change that's so obvious and so dramatic that those around you can't help but take notice. Change that causes others to say, you're different, but I like it. What happened? Change that causes you to say, that's who I was before, but thank the good Lord that is not who I am now. I owe it all to him and I am never going back. When I say real life change, I'm talking about real freedom from fear anger, anxiety, and insecurity. I'm talking about finally breaking free of the sins, bad habits, and negative thought patterns that you seem powerless to control. I'm talking about finally experiencing a life full of joy, peace, passion, purpose, and love for God and his word. Because that's the kind of real life change the Bible offers, and that's the kind of real life change you'll find in this book. Have you ever experienced something so impactful that it changed your entire life forever? That it changed who you are right down to the very core of your being? Maybe it was the day you held your precious baby for the first time, or the day your husband walked out on you, leaving you to pick up the pieces. Maybe it was the day you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, or the day the doctor whispered, I'm so sorry, there's nothing more we can do. As you stared at the monitor in disbelief. Moments like these can turn your entire world upside down in an instant, can't they? There's just one problem. While moments like these are certainly effective at causing dramatic life change, they're also highly unpredictable. You don't know when they'll happen, so you can't use them intentionally to create the change you desperately need. Thankfully, we have a better solution, the Bible. Now, don't tune me out here. When we think of the Bible being life-changing, we typically go one of two directions. Either we severely downplay the power of the Bible thinking, Sure, reading the Bible would probably help some, but it's hardly going to change my entire life. Or we do believe the Bible is incredibly powerful for other people, just not for us. We can't even imagine a life free from the fears, frustrations, and worries that plague us. That's too much to ask for. It's unrealistic. So we don't bother getting our hopes up. Why do we do this? Is it too much to ask that our Bible reading be life-changing? Is it too much to hope that we would encounter God himself in the pages of his word? Is it too much to expect that God could heal our hurts, calm our fears, break the chains that bind us, and radically transform our hearts and our lives as we fill our minds with his word? I don't think so. Not when 1 Corinthians 1.18 promises, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 
Or when Hebrews 4.12 reassures us, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. These are powerful promises, and they still apply to each and every one of us today. In fact, I can tell you from personal experience, the more time I spend in the Bible, the more it radically transforms every aspect of my life. When I make reading God's word a priority, I worry less and trust more. I stop freaking out when things don't go my way, and I stop chasing things that don't matter. I let go of my stubbornness, and as my heart softens, I find peace, happiness, and deep-seated joy in God alone. When I make reading God's word a priority, I love others more. I hold my tongue when I'm tempted to be critical or unkind. I focus less on getting my own needs met and more on being a good wife, a loving mother, and a caring friend to those around me. I'm kinder, more patient, less judgmental, and more understanding. When I make reading God's word a priority, my relationship with God improves. No longer an impersonal force that's out there somewhere. God becomes very real to me as I read his word and he speaks to me through it. I learn so much about who God is, who I am in him, and what he expects of me today. In fact, the simple habit of reading my Bible every day makes such a difference in my life that I can tell a noticeable difference on the days when I read it versus the days when I don't. It's that impactful. You don't have to take my word for it that God's words are life-changing, of course. The Bible is full of small and not-so-small stories that demonstrate the life-changing and life-giving power of God's words. Stories that are so incredible they're hard to believe, but that we know happen to real people just like us, who lived lives remarkably similar to our own. And as we read these fascinating and inspiring stories, they remind us that the same God who brought life, hope, and healing to his people thousands of years ago still wants to speak life, hope, and healing into our lives today through the power of his written word, the Bible. In Genesis 1, we read how God created the heavens and the earth with nothing more than the power of his spoken word. He spoke and new life appeared out of nothing. Verse 3 tells us, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, I know you've probably heard this story countless times, so it's easy to feel as if you know that already. But don't gloss over this. What if your words had that kind of power? What if you could say, let there be chocolate cake, and it instantly appeared right there on your table? What if you could say, let my marriage be restored, let my parents be healed, or let my children turn to the Lord? And it happened just like that, right that very instant. Wouldn't that change your life forever? Our words don't hold that kind of power, but God's words do. When God speaks, people are healed, relationships are restored, and futures are redeemed. In Genesis 12:2, we read of God's promise to Abram, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. With no children to his name, a wife unable to conceive, and their childbearing years long over, it would have been easy for Abram to doubt God's words. After all, how could God make Abram's descendants into a great nation when Abram didn't have any descendants and there was no outward indication that he ever would? But the Bible tells us that Abram believed God and God kept his promise, just as he still keeps his promises to us today. 
jump to the New Testament and you'll find Jesus speaking even more life-changing words with the exact same power and effectiveness. In John 5, Jesus meets a man who has been an invalid for 38 years. Without so much as a single touch, Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. After nearly four long decades of hopelessness and helplessness, the man was instantly healed after one encounter with the life-changing word of God. In Mark 5, Jesus is on the way to the home of Jairus, a synagogue leader, to heal Jairus' young daughter. Jesus is detained and the girl is already dead before he arrives, but that doesn't stop Jesus. The Bible tells us he took her by the hand and said to her, Talithakum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. All it took were two words from Jesus, and what once was dead was brought back to life, just like that. We're used to reading miraculous stories like these in the Bible, but don't you wish you could have been there to see them firsthand? Can you imagine watching a permanently disabled man instantly get up and walk again, or a dead girl be raised back to life right before your very eyes? Remember, these were real, ordinary people Jesus healed, people just like you and me. When the man who had been a lifelong invalid woke up that morning, he had no idea his life was about to change. In fact, he likely didn't believe change was possible. He probably told himself, this is just the way I am, or I'll have to make the most of it. And yet, after a brief encounter with Jesus, his life was changed forever. The invalid man and Jairus' daughter weren't the only ones affected by Jesus' powerful ministry, of course. As Jesus traveled throughout the region, teaching, preaching, and performing miracles, news of his incredible ministry spread like wildfire. The early Christian community was flourishing, and new converts were joining by the thousands. These Christian converts weren't lukewarm in their love of the gospel either. No, they were all in. In the book of Acts, we see new believers selling everything they owned, even their homes, so they could give more generously to those in need. We see apostles who had been timid and reluctant only a few chapters before, now boldly performing miracles of their own and sharing God's word with anyone who would listen. These early Christians were so devoted to the gospel that when the local religious leaders threatened their very lives if they didn't stop preaching, the Christians prayed that the Holy Spirit would make them bold in the face of opposition, and they continued preaching anyway. Can you imagine having that kind of faith? Can you imagine being so in love with the word that you would risk absolutely everything to live it out and share it with a world in need, even in the face of legal persecution and certain death? The early Christians boldly risked and gave up everything, their homes, their families, even their lives, to advance the gospel message because they saw firsthand how life-changing it could be. And it's because of these early Christians' great faith and determination that we have the Bible today. Of course, if anyone knew how life-changing God's word could be, it was Paul. When we first meet Paul in Acts 7-8, through 8, he's a staunch Pharisee named Saul, hell-bent on hunting down and persecuting Christians. In the next chapter, Saul hears the voice of God, and in one of the greatest conversion stories of all time, it changes his life forever. Saul immediately stops killing Christians, changes his name to Paul, and sets out to evangelize the known world for Christ, no matter the cost. He is shipwrecked, pelted with rocks, starved, and beaten within an inch of his life on multiple occasions. In Acts 14, he is stoned, dragged out of the city, and left for dead. But this doesn't stop Paul. 
Still bruised, bleeding, and incredibly sore, he gets up the very next day and sets out on yet another missionary journey to tell even more people about the life-changing power of the gospel. From Christian killer to one of the greatest evangelists of all time and writer of the majority of the New Testament, Paul could not have undergone a more miraculous transformation. That's the power of God's words, and that's the power we still have access to today, right within the pages of our Bibles. Of course, these incredible stories rarely surprise us today. We don't bat an eye when we read that Jesus was born of a virgin, that he walked on water, or that he raised the dead. After all, we serve a God of miracles. So why don't we expect these same miracles today? Do we really think that the God who willingly sent his only son to die for our sins suddenly doesn't care what happens to us? That after thousands of years, he's tired of hearing our problems? Or that his power somehow hit its expiration date and now it doesn't work that way anymore? No, God's word does not have an expiration date. The same God who created the entire universe in Genesis 1, who raised Jesus from the dead in Matthew 28, and who will someday judge the living and the dead as is laid out in Revelation 20, still speaks to us and moves in our lives through his word, the Bible, today. How do I know this? Because I've seen how God's word has changed my life. I've heard how God's word has changed the lives of so many women in the Equipping Godly Women community. And now I want you to experience the same joy and freedom as well. In fact, when I asked the Equipping Godly Women email community for examples of how reading God's word has changed their lives, the answers came pouring in. Lashana shared how she was headed for divorce until the Lord intervened, reminding her of his word. She wrote, Five years ago, I was ready to end my marriage. My husband absolutely disgusted me. I was angry, bitter, tired, and more than ready to move on to bigger and better. Thankfully, through prayer, she was read to lead Isaiah 40, 30 through 31. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This scripture strengthened and encouraged her throughout that entire season. Now she and her husband have been married 17 years, and she praises God for his faithfulness through his word. Crystal shared how the Bible helped her overcome drinking, drugs, and premarital sex. She wrote, Yes, the Bible changed my life. Someone at church asked if I wanted to study the Bible, and I said yes. They explained what the passages meant, and I felt empowered. I can read and understand the Bible. Though it meant letting go of the alcohol, the drugs, the dark secrets, and an impure relationship, Crystal was committed to putting God first above all. Her boyfriend moved out and they recommitted themselves to dating purely, even though they already had a blended family of three children. Since her radical decision to follow God's word, Crystal is now baptized, married, and two years sober. She credits the Bible and her church with changing her life. Liz shared how the Bible helped her escape a toxic relationship and save her unborn daughter's life. She wrote, When I found myself pregnant with my second child out of wedlock, my boyfriend wanted me to get an abortion. I almost went through with it, but God spoke strongly to me through the Bible, Thou shalt not kill. Liz did have her baby, but life wasn't easy. Wanting to get away from her mom with her strict rules, Liz moved in with her boyfriend, even though she knew it was wrong. The relationship was toxic, but she tolerated the abuse for her daughter's sake. Thankfully, through prayer, 
posting scripture verses around her house and asking for prayer from others, Liz found the strength to take a leap of faith for Christ again. She and her two beautiful baby girls moved out. Liz shared, in the end, God reminded me through his word that he loves me, he's in control, he only wants the best for me, and he will be with me every step of the way. These women experienced the life-changing power of the Bible for themselves, and it changed their lives forever. Now it's your turn. Have you ever experienced the power of God's life-changing word? Would you like to? What areas of your life would you like to see transformed today? Are you struggling with fear, bitterness, anger, or doubt? Maybe you worry you're not good enough or that no one will ever really love you. Perhaps, like Lashana, you're tired of fighting for a marriage that isn't working out. Or, like Liz, you're trying to take good care of your babies, but you're not sure how. Maybe you've failed so many times in the past that you're scared to try again. No matter what you're currently dealing with today, this time can be different. You can find hope and healing. You can have a life full of love, joy, and peace. You can escape the sins and negative thought patterns holding you back, and you can become the strong, confident Christian woman God created you to be, all by reading his word and learning how to boldly apply it to your life. Of course, I don't want you to misunderstand me. God is not a genie. We don't get to demand three wishes and expect him to obey us. Christianity is not a get-rich-quick scheme or an easy life improvement plan. In fact, the Bible promises us that we will have hardships in this life. Jesus said, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16.33b God may choose not to save your loved ones from death or pain. You will have bills to pay, your toilets will clog, and things won't always turn out the way you hope. But if you're desperately in need of hope and healing right now, there's no better place to find the life-changing, life-giving power of God himself than in the pages of his word, the Bible. I and countless others have found peace, hope, healing, joy, freedom, passion, and purpose by learning how to read and apply the word to our lives. Now I want to help you fall in love with God's word and use it to change your life as well. Before we can do that, however, we want to make sure we're clear both on what the Bible is and what the Bible is not. That's why in the next chapter, I'll address five common misconceptions many Christian women have about the Bible, often without realizing it. All right, so that is chapter one of my brand new book, Fall in Love with God's Word. If you found it encouraging, helpful, practical, there is so much more where that came from. Throughout the rest of the book, I dive deep into just super practical tips. What does this look like in your life? How do you create a Bible reading routine? That works for you. How do you stick with it? How do you use God's word, very practically speaking, step by step to overcome the sins that you're dealing with and the temptations that you're dealing with, all the negative thought patterns you're dealing with? How do you recognize and overcome spiritual warfare if you're dealing with that? This book is so practical, whether you are a brand new Christian wanting to read God's word for the first time, or you've read it forever and you just feel like you're not getting as much out of it as you should, this book will absolutely help you. So if you are interested in reading the whole book, I really hope you will check it out. There is a print version, 
there is an audio version, there's an ebook version, and then there is a workbook that goes alongside of it as well. So you don't just read it, but it actually helps you put everything into practice. And then of course, don't forget if you get this book, um, the week that it comes out, we do have the book club available for you and I would love to see you there. Um, so for more information on the book and all of the bonuses, please visit fallinlovewithgodsword.com and it has everything you need right then. Um, I hope you will get the book and I will talk to you soon.